Welcome to Podcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Podcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Welcome to this episode of Podcast. My name is Amelia Wright, and today I'm joined by Chris Barrow. Good, good afternoon, Mr. Barrow. And a very good afternoon to you. Recently, we'd re- read um, you know, a very kind of interesting blog that you'd you popped up on LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously we've we, we're getting told that there's there's good things to come, there's better times to come, um, with mentions of Easter uh, and the like. So. Um, just to get your thoughts on where we're up to at the moment and uh, where you see things heading you know, with, with, with the, the better future that we're being promised at the moment. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very timely moment to be having this conversation. And uh, I, I, I think that what I want to do is I want to talk about what happened in December and January, because it strikes me um, that early in December, um, we we were being, dare I say, uh, fed um, a degree of optimism because, of course, you know, Boris was bouncing around saying we've got a vaccine. I think there was one point where Matt Hancock was on telly talking about the vaccine. You could see his bottom lip going. He was so happy um, yeah. that, that this vaccine was coming down the tracks. And we saw um, that lovely elderly lady, Margaret, I can't remember her surname now, who was the very first lady to get the vaccine, you know, and it was all kind of, it was all very light at the end of the tunnel. And 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 we were all, of course, expecting that for five days over Christmas, we, we were going to be mud wrestling and drinking ourselves senseless. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then, of course, as we began to approach Christmas, the news was qualified by the fact that we had new strains of coronavirus beginning to appear on the scene and gradually beginning to realize that that was actually you know serious stuff uh then of course we got christmas down to a day and uh uh, you know for many of us i mean i've got five adult children and 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 as it happened didn't manage to really connect with any of them over the christmas now um whether that's a glass half full or half empty remains to be seen But, you know, we took it in our stride and, and we all came back to work on, well, some of us had a bit of time off and came back to work on the 4th of January. And, and then, of course, it was slam dunk, lockdown three. And yeah. um, and I've got to tell you, I, what I've been doing, like I said, 14th of January, and for the last two weeks, um, I, I, I'm working with a, a with a community of about 130 practices of all, all sorts of shapes and sizes. And of course, like everybody else, I'm connected to the wider community in dentistry through social media. And, and I really feel it's hit us hard and that, um, that they have always said, have they not, that January can often be one of the most challenging months of the year because you've had your Christmas fun and it's a long month till payday and it's still dark when you get up in the morning and the weather's rubbish and it seems like ages till you're going to be on your holidays even yeah. in a normal year 
Well, well, throw in January 2021, and you've got no flipping idea when your next holiday is going to be. Uh, neither have you got any idea when we're going to get anything that remotely resembles an all clear. Um, and, you know, there are some commentators out there that would have us all running around at Easter. Uh, I think that's becoming increasingly unlikely. There are other commentators out there that are saying, get ready for September. Um, I even had one person yesterday, a client of mine, actually, who's, who's, who I have to say his natural inclination is to be pessimistic. And, and he said, you know, I'm expecting that we're going to be back to normal in April 2022. Um, wow. So you, you, so you don't want him on your podcast uh, because that's <laughs> everybody. Um, but, you know, somewhere in the middle of all of that, what, what has happened, and I've, I've been writing about this in the blog recently, is that I'm, I'm a very experienced marathon runner. I've got 35 marathons under my belt. I'm an experienced cyclist. Um, Les Jones was one of the people that cycled Land's End John O'Groats with me in 2018. I know about endurance. And I also know that in marathon terminology, I blogged about this the other day, there's a thing called the wall. And uh, it, it's a it's a it's a thing that happens to runners between about 17 and 20 miles where your body is saying, can you stop that now, please? Because <laughs> it, it, it hurts and I'm not designed to do this. Yeah. And 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 your mind is saying to you, you've got another nine miles of this to go. And there's usually some bloke on the pavement at that point who shouts, keep going, you're nearly there. And you just, <laughs> want, to over, just want to go over and punch him in the face. But ultimately, what you've got to do, you know, it's a mind over matter thing. You've got to say, listen, if I want that medal, if I want that space blanket, if I want that T-shirt, I'm going to have to keep going. And so this is mind over matter one step at a time. And I, I believe that when the history books are written, January 2021 will be a moment where a lot of people hit the wall. It's like, you can't be serious, Boris. We've, we've just done nine months of this. And now you're yeah. telling us that we've got to hunker down and do more. And it hurts. And I really, really want to stop. And I want it to go away. And you're telling me it's not going away. So that requires a huge amount of resilience and and so i'm spending a lot of my time uh, and um, an incredible amount of my time at the moment talking to both owners and managers and sometimes team members about those marathon runner characteristics those endurance characteristics of being able to absorb and tolerate the pain of the the now and keep focusing on the finish line and keep telling yourself that there is a, a line across the road <laughs> and that when I cross that line, I am going to get a medal. I am going to get a T-shirt. I am going to get a space blanket and I'm going to get the satisfaction of knowing that I made it. And yeah. uh, I, th I think that's a game that we're all playing right now. But I know that you, you're harking back to um, a blog that I wrote uh, about the National Health Service dentist uh, or NHS dentistry. And, and I've got to tell you, I wrote that blog on the morning that, um, you know, the, the, the increase in UDA targets have been announced uh, for the, the first three months of 2021. And 
a lot of people were were kind of reeling. And and what was interesting, by the way, is that that was before lockdown three. And um, you know now now we've got this situation. And at the time that we are recording this, there's a situation where people like the British Dental Association and other representative bodies are going back to NHS England and saying, how the hell do you expect us to do this when we've got staff members who are away from the workplace because they're shielding, because they're self-isolating, or because they've got homeschooling issues or genuine concerns about um, transmission, and we've also got patients who are now calling the practice and saying, do you know what? I think I'm going to wait until after I've been vaccinated before I come and see you. Uh, yeah. Because Boris and everybody else is saying stay indoors unless it's for essential reasons. And I haven't got toothache. Yeah. So now we've got a, we've got a, a rather shall we describe it as an unfortunate perfect storm where on the one hand um the the nhs england particularly seem to be intransigent and are saying the, the target is the target get on with it and if you don't hit the target there are going to be financial penalties involved and of course people like alan suggett and uh, and other dental accountants have spoken very very eloquently about the the, the cliff edge that, it, that if you don't hit a certain level of fulfillment, you're going to be in significant financial difficulty. And yet at the other end, there, there appears to be at this point, there appears to be um, a, a, a no, no listening. The targets are the targets. Get on with it. Now, who knows? By the time this podcast goes live, that, that landscape may have changed. But in the meantime, of course, what it's doing is it's adding yet another layer of uncertainty to an already very stressed environment and that leads me to think about the future and and listen the fir the first thing i'm going to say is that when we were all standing outside at eight o'clock every thursday night applauding our nhs workers i was out there clapping my hands and banging saucepans as loud as everybody else because i think that what the nhs have done uh, in in the last 10 months has been heroic and continues to be heroic and let me say also that i am extraordinarily proud of the fact that we have our National Health Service. And I, I am very privileged to work with clients in dentistry in South Africa. Uh, I've got clients in Johannesburg, Cape Town and Durban. I'm working with clients in Sydney and Melbourne in Australia. I'm working with clients in Mumbai and Delhi in, um, in India. And I'm working with clients in, in the United States as well. And it's very, very interesting to compare and contrast um the level of healthcare support that those nations are receiving compared to ours so we have something to be very proud of um in our nhs but at the same time i can't avoid the nagging feeling that as we begin to emerge from this period of history that there are some existing nhs dental providers who are going to say that some of these events that have taken place in terms of the communication that we've had 
from NHS dental regulators may be just a final nail in a coffin for those people to say, this is the time for me to move on. And what's interesting about that is a backdrop which relates to what's happening within the general community. And within the general community, I've got mixed and private dental clients who are being frankly inundated with calls from NHS dental patients are saying, I can't get in dental patients who are saying, I can't get in to see the practice I was used to seeing. So please, can I come and see you? So what we've seen for the last 10 months is a what you might call a lost tribe of NHS patients who just can't get in. Yeah. And I, I think that that has created a lot of mobility amongst patients. And I think that we have an environment at the moment where more than ever, patients are ready to make a move to make a change. And more than ever, it may well be that once we get out of the current environment, it may well be that more more than ever, there are practice owners who are gonna be motivated to make a change as well. So I am looking forward and I'm anticipating um, a moment in time where a lot of play a lot of pieces are going to be moving on the chessboard in dentistry yeah i can well imagine and from, from what you're saying there as well i'm just thinking in my own mind it's it's almost using your marathon analogy uh with mind over matter uh, when you're talking about nhs dentistry it's almost like that goalpost or that finish line has just moved that little bit too far that you just cannot kind of yeah, you can't get your mind over matter anymore because it's almost like it's you know, you're not going to make it to that finish line. So what's the point in trying? Well, it, here's the thing about a marathon. I think about a marathon is that when you're at 17 miles, you know that you've got nine miles and a bit to go. And when you're at 18 miles, you know, you've got eight miles and a bit to go. And there's a countdown. And, and the reason for that is because somebody somewhere paints a big yellow line across a road. You stick up a little, you know, gantry with a clock on it and, you know, it's there. And so the mental game is about playing the countdown in your head and saying, right, I've got eight miles to go. I've got seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And, and what happens, interestingly, is in, in a marathon is that when you've got two miles to go, the adrenaline starts to kick in and the adrenaline takes over from the pain and that's why very often you'll see people in the last 500 meters of a marathon you'll see people that have been struggling to stand up suddenly sprint yeah because they want the moment and it's the adrenaline that drives them across the finish line and by the way if they videoed all my marathon finishes they'd all look like that all right so you know I, I look like I look like I'm falling to pieces from mile 20 to mile 24 and then 24 <laughs> to 25 I'm speeding up and then 25 to 26 
I'm, I'm, I'm the king of the street, you know, and, I'm, and I've sprinted across many a marathon finish. And then, of course, what they don't show you is collapsing in a heap afterwards and crying your eyes out uh, <laughs> while, while you're there eating your apple and your orange. Now, that, the interesting thing about that is that the mental game is the mental game to a finish line. And the challenge with COVID is that we don't know where the finish line is. Yeah. So what's happened in January is that everybody, Boris et al, they've all said, keep on running. You've probably got nine miles to go, give or take five. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, it's, it's almost as well like it's, as you say, when you're talking about April or September, we'll just move the goalposts a little bit further so you don't lose sight of them. And then as you're getting close to it, we'll just move them a little bit further again. Yeah. So it's like it's like you're running down the Mall in London. You've just passed Buckingham Palace. You've turned into the Mall. You can see the gantry. But as you're moving, running towards it, the gantry starts moving away backwards yeah. a bit faster. And, it, and you know, I, you can only imagine the effect that that has psychologically. So, so that's why um, that's why this is a very, very challenging moment, and it requires a huge amount of resilience. And and so, you know, what's your solution to that? Well, your solution to that is an internal conversation uh, to keep on uh, saying, you know, just one more step, just one more day, just one more Groundhog Day, just one more Groundhog Week, just one more Groundhog Month. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Resilience, resilience. But it's also to talk to the other runners. And, and that's why forums and Zoom calls are now so important because sometimes you know you'll be running along the embankment in London wishing it would go away and you can actually turn around to the guy that's hobbling along next to you and say this is flipping horrible isn't it and he turns around and says it's the worst thing I've ever done it's my first marathon I'm never going to do one again as long as I live and then you turn around and say well I said that 34 marathons ago but I, I crossed the finish line and I keep doing it. and you have a bit of banter yeah. for a few minutes and it's a few minutes gone and you're a little bit closer to the, the finish line. So that's why being on social media and it's why being on webinars and Zoom calls and it's even why listening to podcasts like this one are so important because, of course, the problem that is then shared becomes a problem halved and, and it just becomes a little bit more manageable when you know that you're not the only person who's experiencing these games, these pains, I should say. Yeah. So. Um, so here we are. Welcome to the wall. Um, uh, and, you know, my advice to anybody that's listening to, to, to this podcast, still listening to this podcast, uh, it is the number one to tell yourself that you're not on your own and uh, it's OK to turn around and talk to the runner next to you. Uh, number two, to make sure that you've got a very, very strong internal conversation with yourself, which is, you know, to say, I can do this. Uh, I can do this. I have got the resilience. I have got the endurance. But also at the same time to be beginning to develop a conversation with yourself, which is that when I do cross that finish line, when I do get my space blanket and my medal and my T-shirt, what am I going to do next? And here's where, here's where I want to finish this podcast by talking about that moment, because there's a very interesting thing, and it's something that business coaches love to do with clients, uh, which is very often to say, if you had a blank sheet of paper 
And if you were starting your business again from scratch, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? And here's the thing, when we get the COVID all clear, you're going to be given one of those blank sheet moments. And you don't get many of them. No. And you're going to be able to get a blank sheet of paper and write down number one, financial systems, number two, marketing systems, number three, patient experience systems, number four, operational and compliance systems, number five, team systems. And you're going to be able to redesign your business knowing what you know now and leaving all of the bad stuff behind and building your business on the basis of the good stuff. And it remains for me only to say that I think that the practice plan team are gonna to have to be ready for that moment as well, uh, because I think you guys are gonna be busier than you've ever been. Yeah, and we, we certainly, you know, we're always ready. I mean, as you know, you've done loads of uh, work with us previously. Um, so, you know, we're, we're very much of the opinion that we've, as we've spoken about previously, um, you know, it's it's January, so it's it's quite an apt time to be talking about things like this. But I don't think people are making resolutions as they maybe do in, in previous years where they think, well, this will be the year that I do X, Y, and Z, because as you say, we've got our focus on that finish line at the moment, wherever that may be. Um, and yeah. that's that's the primary, that that's the focus. Um, but yeah, I mean obviously practice plan is there to to help anybody. We we provide so much um in terms of what what we can give in, in advice or or marketing or you know the support that we can give so um we you know we're, we're fully aware of where you're coming from with that in the respect that there'll be probably a lot of people questioning and and as you say hindsight is a it's a great thing to be able to to move forward and plan with that um with that well, knowledge of what's happened you know, the, the, the interesting thing is that, that, you know, a practice plan RSM is it's a bit like, you, you know, when you see somebody out for a training run and there's a personal trainer on a bike next to them and they've got a little megaphone and they're saying, you know, a bit faster, a bit slower. And, and that's in, in, in essence, that's what I do for a living. You know, with my clients, I'm like the personal trainer on the on the bike with the megaphone saying, could you just do that a bit differently? And maybe if you tried that, you'd go a bit faster and so on. And of course, your your RSMs are doing the same thing as well. And so it's really important again for the audience here that you know that take advantage of that because you're being provided with people uh, who are there to support and encourage and give you tips on how to improve your performance. Absolutely, I love all your analogies as well. They're very much focused on on sports and cycling and running, all the stuff you did. Well, obviously you're good at coaching as well, but all your analogies tie into it, so it's it's good to to have a, a good understanding of it smashing all right well uh, listen i you know i'm going to say as i always do thank you for the opportunity of uh, sharing my opinions and uh, for for everybody who's listening to this uh, i suppose I, what i ought to say is keep on running <laughs> <laughs> through uh, that wall <laughs> that, that ultimately, and you know that we we've got your back uh, the, the practice plan team have got your back i've got your back it's what we do 
and uh, we're running alongside with you and uh, you are not alone you don't have to do this by yourself there's plenty of support and good luck and i'll i suppose finally i'll see you at the finish line <laughs> with the medal <laughs> Chris, um, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. It always is. And thank you ever so much for taking the time. I know you're, you're super busy with everything that's going on at the moment. So uh, it, it is really kind of you to, to take some time out to do this with us. So uh, thank you very much. And no doubt we will catch up with you again very soon. Will do. Thanks, Mia. Thank you for the opportunity and good luck to everybody. Thank you. And to you.